intro were you, were you distracted by something i was tweeting oh okay i was going to tweet I, i'm having trouble sending it i wonder why because <laughs> you've had some beverages this evening send now it's not sending right, fuck it i'm done okay hi hi dyslexic heart number 29 all right this is gonna be a uh, this is gonna be a weird show i know i had to get drunk to do it uh-huh this is the show we were <laughs> hoping we would never have to do. <laughs> uh-huh. But here we are. Uh, yep. So we're going to play a bunch. I, this show may not end up being uh, part of the long-term archives of this show on the website. <laughs> yes. Depending on how things go. But uh, we're going to do it now and see and what happens. And hope plenty of people enjoy it when it comes out. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Prince a lot tonight. We're going to play some Prince music, which we haven't done before on the show, because uh, those things have been frowned upon historically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how we'll see where things end up. But yep. So where to begin? What was the first? What's your first memory of Prince? We'll go chronologically. My first memory of Prince. Yeah. Yours is probably yes. earlier than mine because you grew up here. My uh, maybe not. No. Because I really wasn't super aware of him until he started getting airplay, which was like the 1999 era. Oh, okay. And I remember arguing, not even arguing, I remember discussing with friends Mm -hmm. when the song 1999 came out on the radio and was getting a lot of airplay on 99.5 WLOL, which Mm -hmm. is the top 40 station. Uh, We were trying to figure out whether Prince was a guy or a group. We didn't know... If it was the Ooh. group, the band name, or the guy's name. Huh. Because the song 1999 had multiple lead singers in, right. in the beginning. So there was a lot of debate over that. Hmm. I never remember having that conversation no, with it was, anyone. No, but... my friends and I were really stupid. but <laughs> Or just really detailed. Then by the time Little Red Corvette came out, we had it completely figured out. But um... I remember Little Red Corvette before 1999 Yeah, for some reason. And I just remember... Seeing the video and see, we didn't have cable yet. We were, we were. You had satellite I was, dish. No, I was traveling with my parents, and we were in a hotel that had cable. Mm. So that's the first time I remember really seeing MTV. And then uh-huh. we got a satellite dish a few years later. But I remember seeing Little Red Corvette and just being very impressed by his dancing. I also have a distinct rem- uh, memory of at some point. Then I ended up. How does somebody do the splits and then get into a standing position without using their hands? (laughs) It's still a mystery. I also have a memory of staring at the 1999 album cover. Looking for penises? Uh, Well, the one is definitely a penis. But I I remember looking at it and trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Trying to understand what it was. What the... The psychedelic... All the stuff on there, on the front. What what was going on there. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if I actually had the album or if I got it from a library or borrowed i don't remember mm-hmm. what the circumstances were but i remember spending a lot of time looking at that album cover my first album was purple rain my first prince album i should say uh yeah mine probably was too most likely maybe did i even have purple rain when it first came out all the songs got it got so much airplay yeah i probably had a copy of it i probably had a, a dub of it 
I had Purple Rain, and then I had the 45 of Let's Go Crazy with the B-side Erotic City. Ah, nice. Yeah. So... Can I tell you about how I played Darling Nikki for my parents? Why would you do that? I don't know. I was telling... You're the only person to do that. (laughs) I know. Hey, come here. I I want you to hear this song that you're going to tell me I shouldn't listen to. Here's the weird thing. Those are the things you hide from your parents. I know. Hey, here's a song. (laughs) Let's chat about... I was a weird child. Apparently. So, yeah, everybody I know was like hiding their Prince albums from their parents because they didn't want them taken away. You don't want to be the next Gore Daughters. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, hey, you know, here's what I'm listening to. And my parents listen. They just didn't really bat an eye. They're just like, okay, that's interesting. Uh, Glad you're not, you know, having sex in the parking lot or something. Wow. (laughs) Like, I think they were under the impression that there were so many worse things I could be doing, and at least I was upfront about this. Huh. Yeah. That is... Like, that's... they didn't take it away from me or anything. Weird. Yeah. That's an odd story. Yeah. Huh. I was an odd child. So we're going to play a bunch of Prince music here, and I don't know... Even, again, I don't even know where to start. I don't want this to be just like, hey, here's all the songs you hear on the radio all the time. No. I kinda, I'm sure no. we'll play some stuff you've probably never heard before and maybe some stuff that few people have ever heard before. Mm. <laughs> I've got some of that in the library. I have a, I have most of his released material here on my iPad and a few unreleased things as mm-hmm. well. And do you have a suggestion where to start with this? Should oh, I start God. with some early stuff? Something? Yeah, start with something early. Uh, we're going to spend a lot of time in the mid '90s. I might, have a feeling. Yeah, probably. And this might be a long show too. Oh, that's okay. I suspect. Let me. All right. If I sing along, probably, but that's what we do on this show. Yeah, ruin things. I'm gonna confess. I think my first awareness of this song was probably from Cindy Lauper. Me too. And her cover of it. Yeah, I heard the cover first, then yeah. went back and was like, "Oh, this is such a great song." Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't go back and listen to his first few albums until later, quite a bit later, when I really started to get into his music, which was mm-hmm. more in the late '80s, early '90s. But this is still one of my favorites of his. Oh, yeah. It's so poppy. When You Were Mine, off of Dirty Mind. When you were mine You were kind of sort of my best friend So I was blind So blind I let you fool around I never cared Didn't care I never was a kind to make a fuss When you was there Sleeping Yeah. 
Me too. So, uh, I have I so, so many, many thoughts. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. I don't know where to start and I don't yeah. know what to even, what to even talk about. Yeah. So, um, uh, fuck. It's been an interesting couple weeks. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it has. It's well, been not surreal. even a week. It's been just barely like a week. Like a week and a half. Just a little over a week. And it's just... I've, I think it's just starting to hit me, really, because I think for about a week I was in denial about it happening. The first few days for me afterwards, I think I was very wrapped up in the, the current playing nothing but Prince music, mm-hmm. and which was great of them. It was very cool. That we they should did talk that. about. They stepped up. The whole city of Minneapolis and surrounding areas stepped up. The world stepped up. There were, I mean, like the Eiffel Tower was purple. Yeah. There were buildings all over the world, purple. The uh, the 35W Bridge in Minneapolis was purple. There were other buildings in Minneapolis that just decided to go purple. Pretty much any office building where they could decide the color of their yeah. lighting. It was, they went purple. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. The... Um... So yeah, between the like the radio station tributes and then just the different things happening, like First Avenue opening for three nights in a row for, for all a dance for party, all night dance parties, those things, and the city of Minneapolis just shutting down a chunk of downtown so mm-hmm. people can fill the streets and l- on celebrate. Thursday night, yeah. And I think all those things kind of carried me through for a few days, yeah. And then they started to die out last Sunday and Monday, mm-hmm. and that's when just this sadness set oh, in. Oh God, yeah. And you know, it's a weird thing whenever somebody that you don't know personally that you're, you know, that is a celebrity when they die. It's a weird reaction because I know, don't think I've ever had one hit me this hard. Though. Oh, I haven't. I haven't. I w- I started to write something and I I gave up because it just didn't seem mourning and grieving is much more about the person who's mm-hmm. doing it than the person than the who person died. Yep. And I so I was writing this thing and I'm like, this is all about me, <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of. So I ended up. I don't know. It just didn't. I didn't like where it was going. But one of the things that I was thinking about was. Um, was just why this one, this celebrity death has been so much, had so much more of an impact mm-hmm. on me than others. Because Bowie died earlier this year, yeah. and that had an impact, but it was nothing like this. There have been four, I, could, I, I, I came up with four 
let's say rock stars for lack of a better word. Okay. Four musicians whose deaths have caused me to cry. Yeah. First one was Kurt Cobain. Uh-huh. Second one was Clarence Clemens. Oh, God, yeah. Third one was David Bowie. Mm-hmm. And then this one. And this one was way more... This one... Oh. This one I've cried every day since he's died. Yeah. <laughs> I have. At some yeah. point, I've just started mm-hmm. crying because it's, I can't believe that he's gone. Yeah. And this one was more personal for us because we've... Because he's from here and we've seen him and he's been part of our lives for the last 20, 30 years. Very much so. And then I just think of all the ways, not just like, oh, he's a constant presence on the radio and yeah, we've seen him in concert a bunch of times. Yeah, but we've seen him close. I mean, we saw him in very small settings before we saw him in an arena. That's that's true and... I think of, too, like the era where we saw him a lot of times when we were going to see him a lot in the mid-90s. That was like we had just started. We had just met, really. I mean, yeah. And yeah. we didn't know each other that long. And we were. it was kind of the dating phase, in a sense. That's what we did. Yeah. On weekends, yeah. we went out to Paisley Park and saw Prince. That's right. what we did. Like, Yeah. For... Those were our dates. <laughs> so, you know, it's that's a pretty important part of our, yeah. our, our lives. Our relationship. Yeah. And, so I think that's a big part of it, too. And then just that there was always that feeling that, you know what, just a couple weeks ago when he had his last party. Yeah. Um, and you were out of town. I was out of town. And I, and I thought about going out there and I uh-huh. was kind of, as I've done, I've learned to read the tea leaves on whether or not he's going to perform or not. Right. And if he's not, we usually don't go. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had figured out eh. oh he's just charging 10 bucks there's no way he's gonna perform no it wasn't there's no it's, i just thought the chances of him performing in this one are, are lower i think i'm gonna skip this one mm-hmm. but there's he had been on twitter there had been so many references in the last few months of him referring to a summer series at paisley park so yeah. I thought he's gonna be we're gonna be seeing him we're a lot be, this summer yeah i had mentally declared this the summer of Prince. i know i thought we're gonna be out there we're a gonna lot. be out there we're gonna be recapturing our youth <laughs> and we're gonna be hanging with prince and it's gonna be so great yeah and then this happened so so i think part of me part of me is mourning him and part of me is mourning the future opportunities to be with all, him yeah just there's no longer that constant um, chance. Yeah, that he's going to play a spontaneous show. Yeah, it's it, at any point on Twitter there could have been like uh, there could have been a a notice saying come yeah. out to Paisley Park we're playing this weekend. Yeah, and you know that was a fun thing to have hovering there at all times. Oh there was yeah, always a chance. Of always seeing... a chance you could see Prince. Yeah, so that's part of it too. That's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I. What yeah, I I'm just having a hard time thinking. I am never going to see him live again. That's what's. That's what hurts. Yeah, that's a big part of it. There was nobody. I have other. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody who put on that kind of show. Oh my! And God. you never knew what you were going to get. Yeah, that was part of it too. Yeah. We'll talk more about that. Yeah. Let me play something else. Okay. What do you do? You have any suggestions? Oh, let's. See. I have a lot of suggestions. I know. But... I like mm-hmm. scanning all these album covers and going. I could play any of this. Oh, do I could never take the place of your man. All right, that's one of my favorites. Yep. If I can find Off it. Off the sign yeah, of I the know times. Where, I know what album it's on. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
So I'll tell you when I really, really, really got into Prince. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably I don't, I, early nine or early nineties. Yeah, late eighties, early nineties, probably early nineties. And I'd started going to record collector conventions, which were. Did you ever go to any of those with me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh conventions? No, record shows. Yeah, the record yeah. shows. Record yeah. shows. They, I'm like conventions. Well, that, they were kind of they were called yeah. conventions. They. Um, Did I ever go to those with I, you? I don't. My time frame okay. is all fucked up because it was before we knew each other that I was and beer. That too. So I started going to those, and they were always in yeah. like. Like suburban hotel conference rooms, mm-hmm. like the like the Thunderbird, Thunderbird in Bloomington, and one. the VFW in Richfield. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. So these things were held every every. Well, when I first started going, like once a quarter or so, they would have these things, and it was a lot of collectible LPs and stuff. But then there was mm-hmm. also a, that was a my exposure bootlegs. to bootleg material. Yeah. And suddenly I realized, holy shit, there's all this live from. Many, many bands, but mm-hmm. live video and audio concert recordings, and a lot of them are shitty, and I'll play some stuff later. All right. But um, because they're audience recordings, mm-hmm. sometimes you get soundboard stuff, and sometimes you get professionally shot videos, but more often than not, somebody smuggled in a cassette player at uh-huh. the time and recorded something. We might or might not know somebody who did that occasionally. <laughs> I did that actually a couple of times. Not to print shows, but... No. Um, there are actually some really great stories about people who would go to these great lengths to record led zeppelin shows in the 70s mm-hmm. where they would like rent wheelchairs and they would replace the battery pack in the wheelchair with like a reel-to-reel tape recorder <laughs> oh. <laughs> just for highest possible sound quality uh-huh. there's all kinds of shit like that yeah uh, yeah you'd hear these you know usually you get these shitty recordings and then there'd be some legendary recording that was just really really good quality and it was mm-hmm. oh the story is the guy yeah, rented a wheelchair and put in a reel-to-reel tape recorder. <laughs> um, but more often than not, they were kind of shitty sounding, and you hear, heard a lot of audience chatter. Crowd noise and, and, yeah. But again, for the super fan, like, holy shit, I get to hear that mm-hmm. show. I get to hear that concert. Like, I'm there. Yeah. So I would go to those, and it was a lot of times, at that point, I was looking for, like, Guns N' Roses unreleased mm-hmm. demos and stuff yeah. like that, but... I didn't realize how accessible that stuff was until I started going to those with you. Actually, the Guns N' Roses stuff probably came later than Prince. But yeah. I ended up driving to Lacrosse at one point to get some REM bootlegs. See? There you go. Yeah. I Oh, I know it was Guns N' Roses because, I, yeah, I used to get – I used to look for unreleased – there was a lot of unreleased Guns N' Roses yeah. demo stuff. And that was – one of the big things that I started out on as far as unauthorized recording. Because it was, was it Spaghetti Incident? Was that the oh, album ba- that took forever to? It was before that. Yeah. It was, it was um, b- between Appetite and the Illusion albums. Ah. Uh-uh. And um, at some point I, you know, when you start to look at this stuff, you realize there are certain musicians that, that are highly bootlegged. Highly bootlegged. And Prince was one of them. I'm like, oh my God, there's all this stuff. So I had heard about the Black Album. I knew of uh-huh. the Black Album. This is before it was eventually released in 94. Right. And I, I'm, I bought a cassette. I was just curious. I'm like, okay, I've heard I've heard of this. I'm mm-hmm. wondering what it is. So I bought a cassette. And I've heard this stuff on the radio. Yeah. I haven't heard the Black Album on the radio. Right. But I knew no, of, but, you, but you knew of his. I knew Prince's stuff yeah. very well. I'd gone to Sign of the Times in the theater and I'd followed all those top 40 stuff and mm-hmm. had a couple albums. So I bought the Black Album and I listened to it. I'm like, holy shit, this is unlike any Prince stuff I've ever heard. It's just this like really dark funk, 
very different. Yeah. And that kind of got me hooked. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, it's not one of my favorite albums or anything, but I was so. But uh, it was a gateway album. It was a gateway because it was so different, and I'm like, holy shit, this guy does this too. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started exploring and buying other Prince released and non-released uh-huh. albums, and it just got. I remember when I bought the Black album, I said to my best friend at the time, I said, this could be a problem because if I really get into this guy, <laughs> this could bankrupt me. This could, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, this could leave because I saw how oh, much yeah. material there was out there. And sure enough, not long after that, I was snapping up everything I could possibly get my hands on. And mm-hmm. um, then. And this was cassette, right? Cassette mainly and then it started to eventually cassettes and and vhs uh-huh yeah i just i got that was when i at some point i got the and it's circulating now the first avenue show from 83 where he first yep. did songs from purple rain mm-hmm. actually you know what i think i have that on here the audio um and so he first performed the song, a few of the songs from Purple Rain, and they were recorded and used as the bass tracks for the actual Purple Rain soundtrack. Right. That's how good he was. And that video, you know, it was, it was pretty good quality. It was a little bit, there were a few little weird spots in it where it didn't sound great, but mm-hmm. let me play something off of that. Um, Purple Rain, everybody, well, that's the one that's circulating. Yeah. But it's like 16 minutes. I was long. gonna say that's really, really. There's long. a long intro on it, and then there's a yeah. So let me play. Let me play this. I want you and I'm not ashamed So baby you 
you know what Prince liked sex? I heard <laughs> something about that. Yeah, a little known fact. Yeah. Yeah, he was kind of into it. A little just bit. A, a little bit. Just a little. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't there... Didn't he record the scandalous sex suite with uh, Kim Basinger? That's the legend. Yep. Mm-hmm. Used her sex noises as part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we finally got to see... Well, I, I saw him do a couple songs as part of a thing at the Metrodome in 91, 92, 91, somewhere around there. Which songs did he do for that? This was the Special Olympics show, right? Yeah, it was the opening ceremonies for the Special Olympics, and there were a lot of different performers, and they were Including all over the Including Debbie map. Gibson, and you stalked her, and you met her. I know. I went to see Debbie, but uh, Prince was playing, and Gerardo played. I Gerardo? Rico Suave. You got to see Rico Suave and Prince. Oh, I my think, God. I think Randy Travis might have been part of it. Uh-huh. Um, shit, I don't remember who all else. There were a bunch of performers. Yeah. And there were a bunch of other like movie stars uh-huh. and athletes and stuff, but... Uh, Prince was... Do you remember which song he did? Yes, actually, it just showed up on YouTube the other day. The Special Olympics actually posted it. Wow. Because this aired. They aired like a uh, an edited down version of this on mm-hmm. ABC. And um, I don't know if they showed his whole performance when it originally aired, but he did Diamonds and Pearls mm-hmm. and Daddy Pop and maybe Let's Go Crazy. Cool. I want to say something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a very good performance. A lot of dancing and it was fantastic. And so I saw that, but then we saw an actual full print show at Glam Slam. Mm-hmm. That was sum- the first time we that I saw him. Yeah. Summer of 94. Yeah. And, and we were, I don't know, what, like, I think we were off to the left in about yep. a third of the way back, maybe? R- roughly. Yeah. yeah. But it was a fairly small club, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how many that held, 1,500 yeah. maybe, yeah. something like that. Um, and I was I remember being so excited about that show, to finally yeah. see a Prince concert. And it was great. It was, mm-hmm. it was absolutely great. And then, I, of course, once you see him live, then it's like, oh. An addiction. Yeah. Okay, now this has to happen again. Yeah. But we didn't see him again until, what, January? Yeah, I think it was January, and it was a benefit was for... For Sharon Sales Belton, the mayor of Minneapolis at the time. Yeah, it was a fundraiser for her, and tickets were 100 bucks each. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, we, we got to go. Yeah. Even though we were young and broke, we decided, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, we get to go see... I, I think... So before that, I had gone out to one of his parties uh-huh. at Paisley. Yeah. And... It was just a dance party. He didn't play at that one. Mm-hmm. He stood in the corner and sh- I think he shined a flashlight on people. And <laughs> he might have DJed for a little bit or something. Mm-hmm. But um, but then we found out he was playing out there. And he had already started doing, that was January 95. So he had already started doing some shows out at Paisley Park. Bef- a lot of Before that, though, a lot of the spur of the moment shows he was doing were at Glam Slam in mm-hmm. the upstairs room, which is a smaller part of the club. It was called... He had late night shows called Erotic City, mm-hmm. and he had to enter through the alley. We didn't go to any of those. No, that was before we were really into that whole thing. Yeah. So, we and this was pre-internet, so it yeah. was very word of mouth. Right. You had to know the right people. Some of this we talked about, I think, on the last show. But so the at first it was there were different couple. We were trying to figure out how we found out about these things. Yeah. There were a couple different ways. One, there was a. Um, 
Prince Hotline uh, that was run. It was like the Prince Family, which is a fan club newsletter. Mm-hmm. And they had a hotline that where they updated it with Prince News. Yeah. And occasionally, the and it was run up by a woman out of like Baltimore or somewhere. But occasionally she would get tipped off there was going to be a show. Mm-hmm. And she would put that on the voicemail message. Yep. So once I found out that was a thing, I started calling that obsessively. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> there was that. And you'd hang up and be like, there's a show tonight. <laughs> yep. Um, there was a local BBS, which was like a precursor to AOL and like mm-hmm. the internet at large. So I there that was Bitstream. A lot of mm-hmm. people who were involved in the local music scene around there. And occasionally things would be posted on there. Someone who worked out there or something would mention that there was something going on. Uh, occasionally on uh, one of the uh, – there's a community radio station in Minneapolis, and sometimes it was a small – it's still the, around – it's um, – what is that thing called? Uh, KMOJ. KMO, yep. And occasionally something would come up on there, so I'd start listening to that on weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, having to sh- sit through shout-outs, that was one of their things. <laughs> um Hey, it increased listening. I know. Also. And then eventually I got a phone number. I, I got like a studio. It wasn't the main phone right. number even. I got a studio phone number for Paisley Park from somebody who worked out there. And you would call that obsessively. I would call I would call and just say, is there a party tonight? And they'd say yes or no. They'd tell me if there was a party. So um, we started to find out about them that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Sharon Sales Belton show was pretty good. Yeah. And then, although there was an after show. There was an after show that we, that we had no idea about, right? I know. We should have stuck around because yeah. a couple hours later, they opened back up and mm-hmm. did an after show, mm-hmm. which I think was better than the main show. From right. The I main heard. show was pretty good, though. We were right up against the stage. Yeah. He opened with seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did uh, I Love You and Me, and I remember totally singing the wrong words, and he was probably like, oh my God, this lady does uh, not know my lyrics at all. I suspect he probably didn't notice. <laughs> So then, yeah, we started going out there a lot. In 95 and 96, we were out there many, many times. Many weekend nights. The first Paisley party, though, or the first show we saw, the first after show, we earned that because was we that were there. The, was that the first one? I think that was the first one. I should pull up my set list, list because that was June. Mm-hmm. And that one was, I don't know, was that really the first one? <sighs> I want to say it was the first one. I have to pull up. Because I, I have... I could be wrong, but I want to say it was the first one. It was so memorable. Maybe that's why. That's like the mo- one of the most memorable shows because he played from 3 a.m. to 5. We talked about it, I think, on the last show that mm-hmm. he kept missing flights and then eventually showed up Yeah. super late and he played for two hours and there was barely anybody there, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. And I have that one on here too, actually. But mo- most of the shows we've been at, I have copies of. That's awesome. I just, I'm just going to check because i have a list of many of the shows we've been to although it's not 100 percent complete okay uh so no there was so a week well a week after the sharon sales belton show Uh we went to one okay okay and then the next one i think that was the next one i think so okay um yeah we were at one in january and i do remember that now all right like i look at the set list i'm like i know which show that was (laughs) i can remember there was a dancer that he well she wasn't one of his dancers she was one of the audience members that he'd bring up on stage a lot uh-huh. she had long hair a black girl with long braided okay. hair I don't remember her name but mm-hmm. I can picture her dancing at this show because yeah. the first song he did was loose and I remember oh. her dancing to that song okay 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have weird memories. Anyway. Um, okay. So the June 17th, eight, it's the 17th was when we went in. The 18th was when we when came we, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we drove home as the, <coughs> as the sun was coming up. Yep. Um, that was crazy, but so good. It so was good. A, yeah, two hour show. And he, so a lot of the songs he was doing during the shows that we went to, it was an interesting time because he was when he was starting to have his His difficulties with Warner Brothers. He had Slave on his face. But he had a ton of new material that he wanted to release. And he had an album that ended up coming out under the band name. And Mm -hmm. he didn't sing leads. He had his bass player, Sonny, sing leads on it. Although a lot of the leads are his vocals kind of combined. You can tell that he recorded it and then had Sonny sing over it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, um, so that was the Exodus album. He was doing material from that. From the New Power Generation. He was doing stuff from the Come album, which came out around the time, that time, 93, mm-hmm. 94. And then the Gold Experience, which came out later on. Yep. He was starting to do material from that. And then there was some stuff that never got released. Um, yeah, so lots of new stuff, and you never knew what you were going to get. Right. Well, I remember a friend of mine at work, so we went to... There were two shows at Glam Slam that week. We went to the first one. He went to the second yeah. one. And and he was, I don't want to say disappointed, but he was like a little weirded out that he was doing all new stuff and he was expecting oh. him to do greatest not a greatest hits. hits thing, but like at least a few familiar songs in there. And a lot of stuff was stuff that he had never heard before. Yeah, we got a lot of that, but I loved that too. Yeah. I, like those songs just take me back now. It's like, oh. So I'm going to play something from that June 18th show. And a lot of those songs were from the NPG. They ended up on the NPG Exodus album. Mm-hmm. I don't know when exactly that came out. It was around this time. But he did a bunch of those. So let me do. I have no idea how long the intro on this. Again, this is not the greatest recording. You're going to hear crowd noise and the levels aren't great and all that. So if you're not used to listening to bootleg material, this might be like... Jarring. Kind of shitty. <laughs> now there will be like a 45-minute organ solo before. Right. <laughs> That's okay. I'll listen to Morris play. Oh, yeah. Oh, Morris is great. Mr. Hayes. We should talk about the Go Michael girls. Oh, the Go Michael girls. There are these uh, fat girls who used to show up at the... (laughs) Paisley shows and they'd butt their way in between everybody else to get right up in front of the stage. Yeah, they would just, you did not want to get in their way. They'd yell, go Michael to the drummer, Michael Bland, yeah. loudly. Go Michael, go Michael, go Michael. Yeah. We yeah. had nicknames for all the regulars and they were the go Michael girls. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, go Michael girls are coming, move out of the way. We were watching, uh, what was that, a TV special that aired on VH1. Yeah. And you could hear the go you Michael girls. Yep. <laughs> 
I miss the Gomichael girls. Do ya? They were annoying. Yeah, but I miss them as part of the overall ambiance of the time. Yeah. I should have chosen a different song, shouldn't I? Yep. Can you hear me? More vocal in the house. Less in the field. A lot of these were also band rehearsals, so you can hear a lot of directions to the soundboard guy and stuff, obviously. Yeah. It's interesting watching some of his performances and then thinking, oh, wait, I saw that at Paisley, like the dance moves yep. being he rehearsed and stuff. It out. Yeah. Shows. So one of the great things about those shows is that every single show was wildly different. And yeah. In fact, I've been listening to a lot of these recordings lately. Mm-hmm. And some of the shows from August of 95, I <laughs> there's one show that we were at where he was um, he performed much of the show as his alter ego, Tora Tora. Yep, with a scarf over his face. In the band, in the new power generation at the time, the Exodus era, he was Tora Tora. Mm-hmm. And he had a red scarf wrapped around his entire head with a hat on top with right? a hat on top and uh he would use a vocalizer to deepen his vocals mm-hmm. uh, and he did he didn't do it often i he did a couple tv appearances as tora tora mm-hmm. and then this show that we were at he came out they came out and performed and he he played bass for that whole part of the set yep and they did like five npg songs mm-hmm. And he was Tora Tora. And yep. a lot of the audience didn't know what the fuck was going on. Right. They were just baffled. And 
And I was just like, okay, this is cool and different. <laughs> you do you, and we will enjoy this. It was a great, and he was an amazing bass player. Oh, yeah. That guy played bass oh. like a lead guitar. It was unreal watching him play oh. bass solos. Yeah. So he did that that set. And he then did so much well. Like every everything. instrument that he played. One of the oh. many, well, I don't remember whose it was because I've read so many interviews lately, but one of the band members said it was weird being in this band because it's the only band where all the band members knew that somebody else in the band could play their instrument better than them. Mm-hmm. He could play everything better than them. And the, the one exception was maybe the drums because he didn't do it that often. Yeah. But if he had put any time into it, he could. But he, oh, was, yeah. he was a fine drum player, drummer, but just didn't do it as often. Um, yeah. But yeah, so then, so we saw yeah, that. So and we then, saw, the, and then saw he him left, do that as Tora Tora. He left the, he left the stage. He said, I think at the end, he, as he was leaving, he said, new power generation will return or something. So everybody mm-hmm. stuck around. And then he came back 10 minutes later, did the purple medley, the full 12 minute version, uh-huh. which is a medley of all of the Prince greatest hits. Yeah. And then he did a, the Santana medley, which is something he did at Paisley a lot, which was just guitar ripping guitar. I'm not a Santana fan, but he just it was like three of Santana's songs, none of the vocals, just rip these ripping guitar mm-hmm. solos again for like Face ten minutes. Melting guitar, and then I think he might have done Get Wild or something to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. He did one other song. Oh no, he did um the ride to wrap it up, mm-hmm. and again just amazing. But then the next show that on this series I don't think it was actually the next show but within a couple weeks he did another show completely different that one was just him playing guitar yeah he came out and the first two songs he did it was just him alone on guitar he did Sometimes It Snows in April mm-hmm. with a super long guitar solo beforehand and then Joni, A Case of You Joni, Joni Mitchell's Mitchell. A Case of You and then the band came out and they went into Peach and they did a bunch of other stuff but mm-hmm. completely different show like yeah. how, how is like this guy this versatile every weekend it was just different like he would do something more blues inspired or he'd do something oh yeah we saw a few saw a few shows that he was just the ride is a good example because that's a very bluesy song Mm -hmm. and he was in that mode yeah and he was just doing a lot more like bluesy jam kind of stuff or he'd be in full-on rock god guitar mode yep he did um oddly enough so i mentioned that he did sometimes it snows in april he opened the show just him on guitar there was another show of his where we saw where he opened it him doing the same song just on piano mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. who the fuck is this guy he's yeah amazing you think of all the bands that are on tour on any given in, in any given year mm-hmm. we're gonna see the who tomorrow night and it'll yes. be a fantastic show it's i have no doubt great. they're gonna do all their hits it's gonna be great it's gonna be the exact same show that they did in kansas city last night and that they mm-hmm. did in toronto three nights ago there's nothing wrong with that absolutely fine but but that's not what Prince did. He could do that. He did it on a few major tours, mm-hmm. but more often than not, he the majority of shows you didn't know what you were going to get. Yeah. And that was a big part of the fun of going out there. You just mm-hmm. never knew if you were going to get a show. Right. And when you did get a show, you never knew which Prince am I going to get? Am I going to get Am I going to get Tora Tora? Am I going to get the one-eyed bass? Am I Yeah, the one-eyed bass. That's right. Am I going to you know it is he going to be dancing all the time? Is he going to be yeah. just shredding on guitar? Is he going to be wearing a super tight jumpsuit where I can see the outline of his anaconda? <laughs> he had a giant dick, and you could see it through his pants. And I don't care if he was 5'2", that... It was huge. It <laughs> well, was... that's part of the deal. That That's part of the reason that his wiener was so large. It's in proportion to a guy who's 5'2". It's but... going to look that much larger. But it was big. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, right. 
What should I play? Oh, let's see. Um, should we move into the mid-90s? Uh, we already have. So, okay. yeah, why not? All right. Should I play uh, some off gold experience? Or? Yes. Um, yes, yes, that song. That song was uh, what I was going to suggest. I love this song so I much. I love this album. I do, too. This, it might be my favorite Prince album, even with Dolphin. Sign, Sign of the Times is probably consistently my favorite, but this is up there. It's just got a special place in my heart, too. Just having Nuestra seen so many of the songs. presentación especial comenzará en breve, pero antes un mensaje de nuestros auspiciadores. Yeah. Uh. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and motherfucking girls. This is your captain with no name speaking, and I'm here to rock your world with a tale that will soon be classic about a woman you already know. No prostitute, she, but the mayor of your brain. What's the control? control. Let me test your memory. Uh-huh. Do you recall, so everybody has heard about the legendary vault, yeah. which does exist, yep. and it has a lot of material in it. We saw the door. We, we did see the door. <laughs> we have. I'm aware of people who have been in the vault and who have said there really are Hundreds, if not thousands of songs. Something came out today that said the vault contains enough material for him to release an album for the next hundred years. I've heard that. I've heard, yes, that's some... And I believe that. that Maybe even... If you you want to throw live material in, he could do one a week for the next hundred years. Yeah. (laughs) He recorded all his shows. Everything, yeah. So, um, do you recall the... um, he, he, He has a song that is a kind of a response like the female response to the song do you remember that no we heard it once at one of the dance parties oh and i, that's, I do not remember i don't that. know if it ever even leaked out or anything but a song called good dick and a job nice <laughs> yep <laughs> To the story, I need another piece of your ear. I wanna hip you all to the reason I'm known as a player of the year. Cause I met this girl named Pussy at the club in a national ball. She was rolling four deep, three sisters and a weepy eyed white girl driving a hall. I pulled up right beside her, and my electric top went down. I said, Motherfucker, I know your reputation, and I'm astounded that you're here. I fear you're lonely and you want to know. 
A 12 o'clock straight up nigga that don't give a shit that you're pussy control. Well, I'm that nigga, at least I wanna be. But it's gonna be hard as hell to keep my mind off a body that will make every rich man want to sell, sell, sell. Can I tell you what I'm thinking that you already know? You need a motherfucker that respects your name. Now say it, pussy control. I really like Prince's hip hop influenced stuff. I do too. I mean, too. And a lot of it is on this album, but and from the era that we were. But I, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I'd rather listen to him do this than, than what. And I like some of that material too, but. Diamonds and Pearls in the Symbol album when he had Tony M as his rapper. Yeah, I'd rather listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. You are, was, and always will be. Pussy control. Be wild. doesn't love pussy control it's a great song it is it's so great that's the lead song on the album mm-hmm. like how awesome is that he's like ah, i'm gonna just start it off with pussy control mm. another thing i liked about the mid 90s prince swore prince was a curse monster oh man and then he i think like the early 2000s he's like no i'm not swearing swearing is common well, I wasn't even that. He backed off because of the Jehovah Witness thing. Right. But he would always say swearing is common. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> let's listen to some of your recordings that you made a few years ago, friend. Um, so, again, among the many people who have been discussing his death and things, I watched a video podcast from Kevin Smith the other day. Oh, yeah. And Kevin Smith told a really long, really funny story about working with Prince for one week in the late 90s late 90s early 2000s somewhere in there and and so he he talked a little bit about that and he talked about he had the curse jar at that point he had yeah. to start with that and, and Questlove was talking about that yeah, too and, and, and how he was going to charge him 20 bucks instead of a dollar because he knew he could afford it well Kevin Smith's response was when he told him the money, he's like, hey, are you kidding? You're the one who taught me to swear. And, and he said, he said, now I feel kind of bad about that. Like, was Prince going, what have I done by teaching this entire generation? To swear. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it was quite an abrupt it was, change from yeah. him going from pussy control to because I'm changing the lyrics to songs and not swearing anymore. Because you listen to everything off the Exodus album, the Gold Experience. There are a lot of motherfuckers on there. Yeah, and you know what? With that band and that type of music that he was doing, mm-hmm. like it, it was part of the sound. It, yeah. Obviously, I have no issues with swearing. They're just words, mm-hmm. and I, I you choose words can have meanings that you apply to them, and I just don't. I, I don't get the concept of naughty words. Some words are naughty. I just yeah. don't get that. So. I grew up like that, but I don't uh, feel me, that way. Me too, now. and that's part of the reason why I'm like, really? You you this is only a bad it's, word because you're designated this is a bad word. Yeah, you're forbidding it, therefore I'm gonna say it a lot. I just Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's only a bad word if you decide it's gonna be a bad word. Mm-hmm. So if you if it's just another word, then who cares? I mean you can say something non sweary with more maliciousness sure. if you want. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I love the Gold Experience. It's one of my favorite Prince albums. Yeah. 
Can we talk about how we were in the video for the title song? We were in a co- yeah, sure. Um, well, kind of. We were there. Well, we we were in the audience. <laughs> we have yet to spot ourselves <laughs> in the actual yes, video, but yes. we were we were there when they filmed it. We were in the audience, and so was it the fall of '95 where he started opening Paisley's a club and charging admission? Yeah, the love for one another shows. Yeah. So you know what? Even though with those, even with those though, sometimes there was a charge, sometimes there wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was rather random. Yeah. Yeah. But. And he was would run it, ads sometimes in city pages, even saying there were going to be shows. And yeah. he would have bands occasionally. Was it Friday and Saturday, or just Fridays? Or uh, just it varied. Saturdays or something. It varied. Yeah. A lot of times it was Friday and Saturday. Although there was one of the shows I was listening to, and the DJ. This is another reason, another way we found out about upcoming things. Mm-hmm. At the end of the show, yeah, um, somebody would say, "Drive home safely. We'll see you Tuesday." Yeah. So I'm like, he was doing, so occasionally he would do stuff midweek. Uh-huh. But then, see you Tuesday might mean there's going to be a dance party Tuesday. Right. You you didn't know. You didn't know if he was going to perform or not. That was part of the fun, too. Yeah. Was... And part of the frustration sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yes, yeah. he would open up and he would have other bands play sometimes. Mm-hmm. And usually it was 20 bucks to get in. Yeah. Usually he would play. So the week before, we didn't go. Because we were low on money. The week, the week before. Um, the video shoot. And oh. people were recording backing vocals for Rock and Roll is Alive and it lives in Minneapolis. Like the crowd. That's right. They yeah. actually had the crowd part of it. Our friend which, April's part of that. But you know what? I was just looking. I don't think I have. For some reason, I don't think I. God, how could I not have that on here? I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I, I have, have it on, on my mine. Phone. I know I have it on my phone. I just don't. Yeah. Anyway, keep talking. Yeah. So. The week before, they had recorded the crowd noises, and then uh, the week we went, they recorded the videos for Rock and Roll is Alive and Gold. And if you watch Gold, you can see all the snow from the Rock and Roll is Alive video at the end. And also, if you watch Gold, you can see all this gold glitter falling from the ceiling, and we're still digging it out of our pants 20 years later.
this is a good song to uh, lead into a little bit of uh, talk about what Prince meant to the city and the state. And oh God, yeah, that's a a big thing. Prince was the biggest. The other than Prince, who's the most well-known person to come out of Minnesota? Bob Dylan. Probably, but he left when he was right. in college. I mean, he left ages ago, he, never looked back. Here's the he had thing. A fucking, he, no, that's not true. He lived here. He actually owned the Orpheum Theater for a while. And, hmm. So he came back, but he's not Here's the thing about here. our media and our state. If you spend five minutes here, we will claim you. Oh, yeah. It's and an insecurity. It's a. It, it's, it's that Midwest flyover mentality. It's, it's we want to be justified in There's existing. A lot of yeah, that. and and the fact that he, I mean, he lived in L.A. for a little while, didn't he? He's lived in a different places. He lived in Toronto for a while yeah, too, but but it, he kept this coming was back always here. his home base. He was always Minneapolis was always his. Yeah, and, and that meant a lot to people. Still does. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a great pride in. Mm-hmm. If you tell somebody you're from Minnesota, they uh, immediately uh, one of the things they'll either mention a sports team or, or Prince. Prince, and I don't know. He was ours yep. <laughs> in a yep. lot of different ways. That's another reason why it hurts so much. And I'm, I was thrilled to see that the city of Minneapolis let the streets shut down mm-hmm. and that. Well, our radio station, well, I call it ours, but the current it is it's, ours. Um, <laughs> Minnesota Public Radio. and We talk about every show. Everybody knows who oh, yeah. it is. <laughs> we love the current. When David Bowie died, yeah. they went to an all Bowie format. Yep. And when the news about Prince came in, they went to an all Prince format. And then they, like that weekend, beginning at, I think, what was it, 6, 6 p.m., they decided to do Prince A to Z. 29 hours of. Which a lot of people were tuning into because he, his music was not widely available on streaming services, yeah. so people wanted to listen to it online. And I think their servers went down at one point, oh, wow. and then they put extra resources in to get them back up because they knew people were listening. Do I have something playing in the background? No, I don't. Okay. Uh, oh, Zoe snoring. <laughs> That's what I was hearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And even to this day, so, Okay. Uh, this morning we went out to Paisley Park. Oh God! We went. I went alone on was it Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday morning it was a rainy day. I went out there, and then we went out together today. Mm-hmm. And and I'm glad I did it. But I had I knew it would be hard, but I didn't know it would be as hard as it was. I I, I described it as simultaneously heartbreaking and heartwarming. Yes, is that accurate? That is extremely accurate. Um. On the one hand, you've got all these people coming together to mourn yeah. and to pay respects yeah. and just seeing all the balloons and the artwork and the tributes and just the people physically coming to visit. The artwork is a big thing for me. I love that Yeah, his I death, a... he inspired people to create. Yes. I love yes. that people that people were inspired to, to paint pictures Pictures of him him. and whatever it was there Mm -hmm. were all kinds of different things but yeah they were inspired to create by him that meant a lot but yeah um i love i what i was getting at with that is they have parking across the street in a public park and i love that the county where his place is located that they're allowing that they're like not only allowing that they're They're facilitating it yeah yeah there are signs memorial parking yeah this way they shut the streets down for several days. 
mm-hmm. in front of his place and the Yep, they've got a designated parking lot. They've got a path that says, hey, if you want to go there, follow this trail. It takes you under the highway so there aren't people running across the street. I like that they're... The trail is a nice part of the experience. It kind of is, isn't it? I really... Okay, so the first bridge you go under, there's a creek, and it's just very relaxing. A creek running alongside this paved path. It's... Yeah. And then that leads, then there's another little sidewalk. Yep. And And then there's another tunnel where everyone, well, not everybody, but there's a lot of graffiti with his song lyrics and those. I I really like that. Me too. And those are some of the things that really got me when I, like, I'd read these things and it didn't have to be anything insightful, but when somebody just writes, thank you for a funky time. Uh huh. You know, a reference to his lyrics. Yeah. Or, oh, the one. Be wild is. Peace and be wild. I might change my email signature at work to nice. that. Um, one of the and then a lot of people. So then along the fence, walking up to Paisley Park and are all and around the two sides of Paisley that you can access from the the street. Mm-hmm. Um, people have left balloons and flowers and and poems, poems and, and flowers. And, oh, these little I mean, kids these, have left these posters of their favorite Prince songs and you can just see their writing and you know it's a kid. Misspelled and, and God, it's awesome. It's so sweet. But, but then people, some people have left very, very personal notes mm-hmm. on the fence and things. And one of them, and again, very simple reference to his lyrics, but one that got me and I, yeah, I cried both times I went out there, it just you can't help yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's very quiet as you approach, and yep. people are very respectful. But yep. one of the people things were was very nice. Yeah. Th- somebody supposed somebody um had had written, "Thank you for helping me get through this thing called life." Yes, and I just went, "Oh, <laughs> you know, it's." I was okay during the first pass, so we went, so we went up the hill and then around, yeah, by the garage, and then, and then as we were coming back, it just hit me, and yeah, because at first you're just kind of taking it all in, yeah. And then you start to really pay attention to the yeah. stuff. I had the same experience the first time it I was ju- out. And then it just hit me, and I was like, oh, God, am I going to be able to stop crying? Why am I <laughs> eyes leaking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I was afraid I was going to do the full-on ugly cry at one point. I, I was wearing okay. sunglasses. I'm like, mm. <laughs> There was a, today, and there was new stuff. People are still bringing that we saw as we yeah. were leaving. People still bringing balloons. Balloons and, and flowers. There was somebody there cleaning up a lot of the balloons that had deflated. Uh-huh. Um, and somebody, and that wasn't somebody who worked there. I don't think. I think it was just somebody who decided, yeah. "Let me clean this up." Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's pretty. It's amazing to see. I'm. I hope it continues. I, I hope mm-hmm. they they allow it to continue because mm-hmm. I think it's. Um, I think it's helpful for people. It I mean, is. It was hard, but it at the same time, I felt like. You know how you go to a funeral to pay your respects. Uh huh. Yeah. That's how it felt for me. Like. I'm glad that we went. I am too. Yeah, I, I very much am I'm, I'm glad we went. And uh, It was hard. It was very hard. It was... Um, but at the same time, it was helpful. Yeah. Oh, what would be a good song to play on that downer note? <laughs> Something off Emancipation, maybe? Let's see. Uh, My computer? No. No. <laughs> few songs i'm so well we should as much as we're big prince fans we're definitely not like everything he did was great uh there were songs that he did that i very much do not like yeah but um more often than not i like you know mm-hmm. a lot of his music yeah we had some we had some disagreements on had, things yeah i don't know if i want to talk about that no we don't <laughs> no we'll save that 
for another time. We, this this is about appreciation. Yeah, let's appreciate it. Let's him. see. Uh, I got one. Okay, good. Okay, so I want to come back to something I said earlier. Sure. So, My Computer is not my favorite song, but uh-huh. it, it is interesting. 
how he... Should I play part of it? Because nobody's going to even know that song. Oh, wait, I don't think I have it on here. Uh, do you have email? <laughs> I do have... Wait, hold on. Let me... I have it on my phone. I I feel like An Emancipation's underrated. It's a three... Three CD set. It was a very bold project. He did three CDs. Um, with, what was it? 30 songs or maybe more than that. And... They're exactly... With exactly one hour each. Huh. And he was planning on having like a dozen singles or something. Of course, he got bored and gave up after like two. Yeah. Um, he just moves so fast with stuff. So what, what was your point about my computer, even though I don't have it on here? Um, He had an interesting relationship with technology. I feel like he was ambivalent about it and then he embraced it, but he was still trying to figure the whole thing out. Who was it that said... um? Like, he was dismissing the whole email thing until somebody told him you could meet women with it? Oh, in, the internet in general. So one of the people who uh, one of the people who used to work out there, Yeah. actually a couple of the people who used to work out there, started Bitstream Underground, which mm -hmm. was this BBS bulletin board system that we previously mentioned that we were on in the mid-90s with a lot of people in Minneapolis who were part of the arts community and stuff. And anyway, they were showing him. Actually, they proposed it initially as something that he could do. Mm -hmm. And he really kind of didn't have interest in that. So they did it on their own and ended up starting their own business. Um, but he didn't really get the whole internet stuff until one of the guys said that he had met a girl on there. Yeah. And then he said, oh, I can see how that would be useful. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that was I'm when, in. <laughs> yeah, that was when it was in. It's like, I heard that this week. I'm like, okay, that's hilarious. And then he did start going on AOL. This and is some, relevant to my interests. <laughs> he did start going on AOL and 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 some chat rooms and things and Just would talking to people, talking to people without them knowing who he was, uh -huh. and he loved that because for the first time it was possible for him to just be a normal person in a conversation without people fawning over him because of who he was. Yeah, which is pretty fascinating. So here's one. All right. Hello, welcome to the Dawn, That's playground related. for the new power generation. There are over 500 experiences to choose from. Here's a sample. just an example of the many experiences the Dawn has to offer. If you would like to continue the interactive experience, please press come. Come. Interactive. I work twice as hard. To follow you no matter how far. To you, I'm 
So he put out a uh, CD-ROM game called Interactive. The That's song, in our basement. The song was on it. I know. I wish I still could access it in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you ever? Did you solve the game? Yeah, I played the whole thing. Yeah. It took you through Paisley Park or a, a f- sim- sim- similar mm-hmm. facsimile of <laughs> Paisley Park and these different rooms, and you got to experience different things, and there were videos of people talking about how great Prince is, and I think you had to solve certain things. I don't remember exactly how the game worked, but um, there were different music clips of him, and yeah. uh, it was kind of a cool thing. Like you'd and, go into different rooms, and then you'd have to like touch certain objects to activate, like you'd have to find keys or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't remember or the Or find thing. symbols, or yeah. If you do a search online, you can find screenshots from it. I mean, it was 1994, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like the most advanced thing, but at the time it was. It was cool. Yeah. I played it at work extensively because <laughs> I didn't have a CD. I don't even think I had a CD-ROM drive when it came out. Yeah. I don't know if I had a, Yeah, I probably had a computer, but yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I had a cool boss at the time who, she knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he, he was kind of in early on a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. you know. As far as music distribution and those things, he did a lot of that stuff before anybody else online. Yeah. And always wanted control of his music. That was a big thing. Um, then there was the Crystal Ball fiasco. I know. I'm looking <laughs> at the cover right now. So, yeah, Crystal Ball was an album that he put out. or three albums, three or four, depending on which one you bought, album set. And he started selling that on his own through his 800 New Funk. And it ended up being a bit of a... A Luster. fiasco because people were able to get it in stores before the people who pre-ordered it months in advance and mm-hmm. got delayed a couple times. And there are all kinds of issues with it. And is this the one we have or is this the one in the crystal packaging? Well, the whole thing, you got delayed. Yeah. I don't remember all the specifics, but that was around the same time that he started suing fans. Yeah, <laughs> who, that wasn't cool. Who put, you know who had pictures of him on their websites and stuff like that. So there mm-hmm. was some, there were some issues there. And yeah. again, some of those things rubbed me the wrong way. And I had a website that was... Not, not the most flattering. Not, not the most flattering. It didn't last long because... No, because uh, you didn't want to get lawyered up. I know. It got a lot of attention. It's, it, yeah. I found, I found the other day I was going through some of my Prince archives, some mm-hmm. of my boxes full of Prince memorabilia. And I found uh, an article from USA Today yep. and an article from Request Magazine that came out around the same time and... That highlighted that site. Mentioned the site. The funny thing is, so I couldn't remember. I was thinking it was a GeoCities site. No, it was it was like my per. It was Bitstream, Bitstream. dot net slash Crucial, which was my before I was five hundred. I was Crucial. Uh-huh. Again, a Prince reference. Yeah, that was my identity online. Like I, I wasn't even hiding who you were. Who it was that yeah. much? It wouldn't have been hard for them to figure out who it was if they right. wanted to. Right. So. When it started to get a lot of major media attention, then I pulled it pulled it down because I didn't yeah. want to get sued. But right, and I'm glad you know. I'm and you I carefully was... worded it to be like he might do this or he might he, do that. He allegedly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So ah, that was an interesting. It was that it's that whole thing though. Like the people who, when you love something a lot, mm-hmm. so we, I equate the Prince, our era where we were really into Prince in the nineties to Vegas now in a sense. And they we're the we find fault in Vegas. We love Vegas. Yeah. 
But nobody finds fault in Vegas more than the people who love it the most. Yep. And it was the same thing with Prince. Visit any internet forum. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. go to a Bruce Springsteen, go to Backstreet's. Oh, my and, God. And the Backstreet. Those people oh. love Bruce, and nobody rips him more than the people who love him. <laughs> nobody bitches about the River Tour more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's you know, when you love something, you're going to be the first person to find fault with it. And that was the thing with Prince to an extent. There were certain things that he did that were just, you know, super annoying, too. But, uh Still, <laughs> I didn't realize how much I loved him. Like, I know. truly loved him. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd always appreciated him and you know, loved his music, but just the, uh, just the sense of everything. Very much so. Yeah. Um, I keep reminding myself whenever I start to get into these periods of just profound sadness mm-hmm. which are going to continue for a while i think i keep comforting myself to an extent and i think i said it to you the other night yeah we got to see one of the greatest musicians of all time mm-hmm. close Up close and many times and perf- but any he's the person we've seen the most in concert yeah very much and definitely probably always will be <laughs> but think of any Anybody in history who is like the best at what they do. Yeah. And how many people can say they saw them in that kind of setting like often and yeah. close up and because we saw them what more than forty times, you calculated, right? I'm thinking so. I have I'm I have definite dates on thirty three and I know yeah. there's a bunch that I that I because I wasn't keeping a list mm-hmm. at the time. So yeah, it's over forty. Yeah. But God, I just feel so. I've, that's what I'm comforting myself with. with like, that we God. were fortunate enough not only to live at the <laughs> same time as him, but to see him. Ex- to experience that close up and to have stories and memories. And, mm-hmm. and then the other thing that I've just, I, all these things just keep flooding back. And yeah. over the last few days, earlier today, you found a little purple. Purple symbol. A little. What, like it a, was a. It used to be a scented. It smelled thing. like lavender at yeah. first. Just a little, almost like a little coin. It's made out of like plaster. Mm-hmm. A little plaster symbol. Yep. And we received those after that late June show when mm-hmm. we left at five in the morning. Everybody, as they walked out, they gave one of these little things to. Yeah. I thought about that. It's like we have a few little things that were just given to us as gifts for no reason, like that cassette single one of the because one of the singles from well it wasn't even probably a single but there was a two song emancipation cassette that we were given at a show shortly before christmas and it was wrapped in a photocopied piece of paper that all the band members had signed mm-hmm. with little holiday greetings yeah how cool is that yeah like, we went out there to see him play and got mm-hmm. an and awesome got... concert and then they just gave us this, this little thing memento this it. gift to say thank you yeah <sighs> yeah yeah how cool is that and at the time i don't know that i appreciated it as much as i do now that's the thing like at the time i don't know i i didn't feel god i hope i don't come off as entitled but i was always disappointed when he didn't perform but at the same time other than the love for another love for one another shows where he was charging people it was free right so even if you saw him perform half the time, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. More than worth it. I mean, this is one of the greatest musicians ever. I know. That's 
performing That's not an exaggeration. Free. It's not hyperbole because he just died. No, no, no. I mean... You can tell from the response from everybody, um, other musicians he that... He was a performer. He was amazing. He, oh, my God. So I'm just... Again, that's the comfort... Like, we were I'm, into him before we were into Springsteen. And oh, very much so. I remember hearing that, okay... Prince and Springsteen are probably the two best performers. As far as live performers, yeah. yeah. But it's a very, very different kind. Springsteen can't play. He doesn't have the musical talent that's, that that Prince had in terms mm-hmm. of just being able to do everything. All these different instruments. but he, And styles. Yeah. It's a different thing, but... But he's got the band leadership and the charisma and holding the whole room. Yeah, yeah. In the palm of his hand and... yeah. Uh, yeah, but oh, just the fact that we got to experience that yep. multiple times. I mean, if you even got to see him once, you're lucky. But oh, yep. Uh, what should I play? Let's see. I'm not done yet. Damn it. Oh no. Let's see. I have a few. Shoot. I'm happy to fill your requests. Days of Wild. All right. I think I have some of those. I say that. I have multiple. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me see which one. Because I think that came out on, uh, was on Crystal Ball. Yeah, it was on Crystal Ball. However. Because that is a song I always associate with that time. I'll just play that one. That's fine. There are multiple versions, but. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember waving the wild sign high, y'all. <laughs> do you care to do you care to describe the wild sign? Put all your fingers up, put your fucking finger down, and wave it back and forth. Your fucking finger? I think I think that's what he called it. <laughs> Sounds right. I fear that if I were to do the wild sign in public that I would get um, shot for a gang sign. Yeah. It's hard to do because my hands don't do that that well anymore. Really? Oh, well, if you use your thumb to hold your middle oh, yeah, finger you down. Did, then... you the thumb thing. Okay. Oh, I didn't. I am playing one that's uh, this is an unofficial release. That's all right. <laughs> That's I like how I version. remember it. I like this version better than the one on Crystal Ball anyway. Hook a bitch and hoe. I don't think so. I only knew one and never told her though. I thought about it many times. This me? That's the kind of shit to make it check your mind. Is your blood type to type that flows? Is your blood type to type just stereo? A woman every day should be thanked. Not disrespected, not raped, respected. If a woman ever said I did. Fucking line, I'm a set up kid, not to tear shit up, y'all. That's for style. These are the days of wild. I hit this. Hold on to your wig. Hold on to your wig. 
the dress will make a woman say I'm putting on something that I never won't dare It's a freedom from compared to food Still got loot in a who's the food Everybody wanna take the stand Mind your own motherfucking let a man be a man I can tear shit up y'all cause that's the style These are the days of wild hitmen Hold on to your wig You wanna wave that wild side high tonight y'all Didn't do you no harm Ah, yeah, this is definitely a common, a frequent song from the era when we were seeing him the most. Now, we saw him outside of the time, the times at Paisley Park. We saw him numerous other times. Mm -hmm. We saw him play some arena shows. Yep. It was weird because the first time we saw him play an arena show, I just felt this immense pride. Yeah. It was just like. This is our dude. <laughs> Even though he'd been playing arena shows for many years before oh, we ever saw him. Oh, yeah. Him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never mind that. Just, no. But it was just this, like... The one where I probably had that same feeling was 99. He played the Mill City Music Festival, which that, was a large outdoor music festival in Minneapolis. That was one of my favorite and shows. Seeing, and it was a beautiful night. It was a beautiful night and seeing him play this outdoor venue. And it was just packed. And a lot, of, yeah, just a lot of people filling rem- the streets of Minneapolis. I remember the audience because people were, at one point people were shoving a little and this woman just said, hey, listen to the music. He wouldn't want you to do this. <laughs> and it was, she was just like the voice of reason. And every, it was like this peace settled over the crowd. And it was just, I just remember this feeling of. Nice. Of just, you know, everybody getting along and Prince bringing people together. That's uh, a common theme of his music and his the effect he had, I think. And and can I just say, all right, we're a very there are a lot of <laughs> black people who live here, but we're known as a very white state. We're a very white state. We are. And I loved how his shows were diverse. Very like much it just so. brought people together because of the music and Yeah. And I was not, hoping not just he... that, but well, that's his whole. That was a big part of what he did from the start. And band members in the Revolution have said he very purposefully put together a band that was men and women and black mm-hmm. and white. Yes, yes. And and that was intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as and the audience reflected that. Yeah. In many ways, and very did, much. Part of it too is his music crossed genres so much. Mm-hmm. You know, he did rock and soul and mm-hmm. hip hop and. All of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was something that was cool about a lot of the shows, mm-hmm. that it was very... And everybody was there for the music. And yeah. just like... Yeah. Let's celebrate the things that we all have in common. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. Very cool. And and women, too. Like he was very active in promoting women musicians, even though he sang about sex a lot. Right. I felt like he wasn't objectifying women. It was more like he was admiring them. I yeah, don't know. I don't think it would, no, I agree. I don't there there was actually I haven't read it. I saw a headline for an article about the way that Prince uh, wrote about and for women. And he he had a lot of protégés who were women and like you said, he employed a lot of women yeah. too. I think he was more comfortable around women. Mm-hmm. Um that might be part of it, but 
Yep. Yeah. All right. What else am I playing? Let's see. Let me get my list here. I like I like the over list. Oh, 18 and over. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I got to find. <laughs> the song amuses the hell out of me. Where are the I have this I'm sorry. It's I know That's that there's okay. a version of this on on Crystal Ball, but uh, for some reason, oh, there it is. Okay. These lyrics are fucking hilarious. Oh God, yes. Prince would rhyme over with Bonya. <laughs> now wait a minute. This ain't nothing but a little funky Max song. All I'm saying is that I wanna snack it all night long. On and on until the early morn. Giving up all you need so you can get your groove on. And as long as I got your attention, there's a couple of new positions that I'd like to mention. Did you ever hear the one about the pinwheel? That's the one where I put your legs behind your head and reel. Dirty like I'm spinning you around. You by the waist and pump you till I hear my baby say, ow, that's what I know you like. I'm your nigga now, I'm about to reach your right. Have you done the pinwheel? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm trying to picture what that would even look like. started out as a remix of the song Come. Uh-huh. Hi, yo, Silva. It's the Bone Ranger. A freak you to the marrow. With a little something that I call the wheelbarrow. Walking upon your hands while I straddle your thighs. In goes the truth and out goes the lie. And before the beach gets too sandy, we'll call a wet
you dare, plug it in if you dare. This motherfucker so fast that eats underwear. So there, my little sweet sugar bear. <laughs> These lyrics are hilarious. Oh, Prince. <laughs> If you ever start to feel sad, listen to 18 and over, and it will make you laugh. Yeah, in in a happy, you know. That is awesome. Yeah. <coughs> uh, I need some shredding guitar. All right. Yeah, such we just received a call. We got a disturbance on Calvin's. I love guitar prints. Me too. Play some guitar prints. I love piano prints too and bass prints. But oh, dude could shred.
this and play guitar all day. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Paisley Park stories. Let's tell some Paisley Park stories. All right. Okay. Um, God, I don't want to sound like I'm name dropping or anything or place dropping or whatever. Remember do, the time we went tell. to his wedding reception? I remember. I think we talked about it on the last show a little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah. We First of all, we paid to get in. Yeah, I know. But that, see, that's Prince. He was charging to get in. Yep. And we were expecting or hoping for a show. Uh-huh. He, he wasn't there. He was not there. <laughs> he was long gone. But we did get to have some of his cake. I pet his dog or his wife's dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the cake was delicious. It was lemony and light and rich at the same time. It was lovely. It was delicious. And I still have some of the napkins. I do too. Yeah. Or we, we three or four both of them. do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Prince symbol with an M on it for Maite. Yep. And then he handed out these lyric sheets for. Someone did. He didn't. He wasn't there. Well, he did not. <laughs> he had he had someone hand out them, hand them out. Whatever. Um, what was the song? Are you playing it? I am playing it. And we all read the lyrics and listened to the song play. We did. And we decided, yeah, he's not showing up. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it was for friend, lover, sister, mother, wife. Yep. <laughs> it's not one of his. It's all right. It's okay. It was a song he wrote for Maite. Eh. <laughs> That's abandoned ship. The, the, the sister part was a little weird. Yeah. Yes. been feeling emancipation a lot lately this is not on it oh oh i know what this is okay this reminded me of a song that's on emancipation that starts out in a similar way sounds familiar you probably know it from martika Mm -hmm. she hit the charts with that one that's another thing how many of his songs like were hits for other people lots uh bangles manic monday nothing compares to you nothing compares to you yeah martika tons but um this is so this he didn't release this 
on his own. This is a another thing that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> but I was thinking about that another too. Another something, like, something you acquired. All of the there's so many songs that like I've never heard a version of Manic Monday with him singing, but I'm sure it exists. I'm sure, yeah. And I'd, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens when and if the vault opens up, mm-hmm. and the things that haven't leaked out over the years are actually released. I, I'm mm-hmm. assuming that's going to happen at some point. It'll probably take a while, but mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of good Jimmy material. Jam and Terry Lewis expressed interest in curating it. I, I am wish, in favor of that. I think that's the best case scenario. I, I fear, I don't know, uh, who knows what's going to happen. I yeah. fear that it'll end up like being sold off to Warner Brothers or somebody. And I hope not. Just, just, just for his... Just, have some respect for the music and please yeah. like put somebody in charge of figuring who this stuff out. Loves who loves it yeah. and respects it too. Uh, I, I, I do. Jim, I do think Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. That would be a wise yeah. move, but I don't know. And I hate to use the word curate, but I think they would do. Somebody's got to go through all this stuff and figure yeah. out how to package it together. In some cases, there are full albums that are ready to be released. From yep. what I understand, yep. Fine, put them out. But um, yeah. for those things that need to be worked Compiled on in some, in or, some manner, yeah. then put somebody in charge of it who understands yeah. what he was doing. Right. Yeah. Make it make sense. Like, yeah. don't just put it all out there in some random. But I do hope a lot of it gets out there. People want to hear it. People yeah. are going to pay for it. So we shall see. It's going to be an interesting. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's going to be a mess. And yeah, as far as his estate, that's going to be a mess. But at least we're going to still, I would assume, continue to get music. And that's the best way to. Mm-hmm. To remember him, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for as that we have as much as we as we oh, do. Oh, I know. I've heard different counts as far as the number of official albums he put out, and there are a few that I probably don't have because some of them were online only. And like that 2010 album, which yeah. I was trying to remember, that only came out in the UK, was distributed with a newspaper, and they didn't put it out here. And <laughs> there's all kinds of shit out there, and I have a lot of it, but as much as I have, I even don't have you all don't the official even have stuff. Everything, yeah, most of it, but. And then there's all the unofficial releases, which are, which are numerous. Yeah, I, I gave up on that a long time ago, mm-hmm. but I certainly have a lot. So it'll yeah. be fun to see what else comes out, I guess. Um, the Hissy Fit Show. Can we talk about the Hissy Fit Show? I, that guitar instrumental I played a couple minutes ago is from the Hissy Fit Show. Okay. I think we talked about it right after it happened, but I yeah. Think, yeah. So we went to see Dessa. Two years ago, April 6, 2014. Uh-huh. And she slayed, as she does. And um, we stuck around because we... What, what was our clue? Like they, they they started clearing the stage and putting... Putting other stuff third, on. Third Eye yeah. Girls yeah. stuff up. So we thought, hey. Good and chance then, he's going to perform. Right. But then they spent a really, really, really long time... Getting things getting set up. Getting the sound. Yeah. So he did an abbreviated show, and he was not happy with the sound. So he was fine for the first couple songs. Yeah, he had a. I, so yeah, I just found this today. Mm-hmm. The recording of it, it's thirty minutes long. He did what a glorious thirty minutes. Pretty though. much four four songs, but he had ten more that were on the list that he axed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's too bad because it was oh. fun. To, it was fun to see, but. But at the same time, it would have been even in, better to see because he was in guitar mode. He was mode. in shredding guitar mode. Oh, yeah. Uh, could you play Peach from that? From that one, yeah. Yes. 
I can do that. But yeah, he ended up playing, let's see, he went to keyboards and drums and bass before he left the stage. So it was kind of cool to see him play everything. There was a short aborted beginning of Peach because that's when the sound problem started. Yeah, but yeah. I'll just play the part where he really kicked into it. Okay, cool. Yeah, on the one hand, we've got a good story, but on the other hand, it's like, oh, it would have been great to see those 10 songs. And we were right there. Yeah. Like, the we were front row for that one. Yeah, we were very, very close. We were right up against the stage, and there were a couple hundred people there. And, mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> we were oh. so fortunate. We got to see that. We got to see that. <laughs> uh, I say that not as a, like, haha, we got to see that. I see that. I, we I, were so I'm fortunate like, to just, see that. Just, I, I'm so fucking grateful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To experience that. 
So do you want to talk about the last time we saw him? Yeah. We talked about it on the last show because it was right after that. But, right, right. Uh, the piano and a microphone show. Uh-huh. Which, it was the first of those. Yeah, first time he ever did a show just alone with a piano. And, mm-hmm. Um, again, thank God we went. Mm-hmm. You know? I wish we'd gone to both now. Yeah, well. But we had to work the next day, so. Yeah. So he did... Um, he did pretty much a song from each album from his start through Love Sexy, maybe? 88? I think so, yeah. I have it on Got here. Got the set list, right? <laughs> yeah, he went through... Oh, he went through Sign... Uh, yeah, yeah, he went through Love Sexy. Oh, didn't He did a couple from Sign, though. Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, wait, was, was Love Sexy Lux, after? Love Sexy was 88. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, it's so funny. That's I can walk through you can walk through the chronology up through up to a point yeah Yeah. and i can i I cannot obviously (laughs) um oh that was awesome we were one of those woos yeah so the piano and a microphone show i don't know what uh what did we maybe not talk about on the last one that might be worth it was amazing. It was in ret- it, it was in ret- at the time I thought, "Oh my god, this is probably one of my top 5 shows." And now it definitely is. Yeah. Like him or anybody else, really. In retrospect, it, there's so many things now like and we'll see and I hate to, I don't want to speculate. Mhm. There's things that are starting to come out about how he died and why he died mm-hmm. and all those things, but it strikes me as so interesting that he suddenly got very reflective on his past, which he hadn't done in the yeah in, in, in the past. And you know, he was planning on putting on an autobiography, and mm-hmm. I'm curious how much of that got finished. Got yeah, or if anything will come from that, I yeah. don't know. There's nothing's yeah. been said about it. Um, but but that show, that piano show in January, the fact that he was walking through his early career and telling stories and hadn't mm-hmm. done that kind of thing before. Was, yeah, it was like a storyteller's thing. I think yeah. we said that on the previous show, but yeah. It's, uh, it was a pretty special thing. And the piano shows after that, although they were similar in terms of the, you know, that it was him solo, um, I don't think he did any show, any sets like that where it was a chronological yeah. walk through his early career mm-hmm. like he did the show we were at. So again... Mm-hmm. We got this unique thing. We we're kind of at the right one, although any of them would have been the any right one. Any of them one. would have been great. This one was um, was unique, mm-hmm. as for many of his shows. But yeah, he was he was so funny and playful and intense, and like he just moved through all these different things. Uh, I'm trying to decide if I should play one of the songs from that. Yeah.
seen him perform that yeah yeah i believe so oh yeah <laughs> ah yeah so <laughs> should we wrap it up sure it's just yeah uh it's there's just, always more to say and right not the right words right i just i just can't believe it i didn't I didn't think it would happen this soon. No. No, definitely not. I thought... I don't know. I don't know what I thought, but... Shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mm. So... If this were another show, they would end it with Purple Rain. <laughs> yeah. Not going to do that. No. Nope. But this is uh, from that mid-90s period when we were going to see him and it was kind of a in the vein of purple rain i would say yeah and i don't know it seems like a good song to end it on okay. <laughs> not that way <laughs> hold on there we go oh this is gonna get me now all right we'll see you next time guys all right You cannot see the top unless you fly. And there's a morning, a proven ground. There ain't nowhere to go if you hang around. Everybody wants to sell what's already been sold. Everybody wants to tell what's already been Money if you ain't gonna break the mold Even at the center of the fire There is cold All that
You are now an official member of the new power generation. Welcome to the dawn.